0: All right. Many of us have herpes. All right. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's Thursday, so it's baseball, and it's just two of the three of us again this week. Kyle has promised he'll be back next week. Um, but for now, you get me, Andy, and you get. Sam from Deadspin. Hello. Sam, Hello. how are you doing?
1: Good, good. Ha- happy to be here. So, um,
0: run down your, how people can consume you.
1: Oh, well, all right. Uh, you, you, I, I am a writer at deadspin.com. You can find me on Twitter, at Felsgate, F-E-L-S, gate. Uh, and that's the best way to follow me. That's, that's where all my stuff is, will appear. And of course, on this lovely podcast, you can catch me most of the time, not all the time. But I'm here. I, my attendance record is won't get me expelled.
0: Nope. So I'm the only one with perfect attendance and
1: Well it is your podcast. Right.
0: That's the only reason I have it is I'm the one who does the magic recording.
1: <laughs> is this the Bears one? Or is this the Cubs one? I can't remember.
0: Yeah, this could either be the Bear one or the <laughs> or the Cubs one or the one where Mike Donahue and I just start talking about former players and coaches to amuse ourselves.
1: Well, I mean that's both of them, really.
0: Well, that's where that idea came from. That was, how do we keep, Mike didn't want to commit to having to actually watch every Bear game, although he does. Right. Um, but you don't want to feel like you have to. Right. Now he doesn't have to. And so we thought the most fun part of the Bear podcast last year was just us getting off on these wild tangents. And I thought, what if we built the whole podcast around the wild tangent? So that's what we did. <laughs> And I got that's Mike Pusateri idea. to do the Bear Podcast, so I'm up to well, you, I'm up to three man. Yeah, I'm doing three a week.
1: That's uh, too many. It that's that's too many. That's too many for any man.
0: Yeah, it's too many. I can't imagine people want to listen to me that much.
1: But well, Spotify I mean, may have be a thing. Surprised.
0: Those crafty Swedes may have a thing where you can like just skip past me talking and get the other guys. That's probably how that
1: works. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Well, never never turn your back on the Swedes. No
0: know the tulips and windmills wait that's not the swedes that's the dutch yeah ah what's the difference that's the guy <laughs> that's a It's guy... kind of a big difference no. but okay. i wouldn't know i'm not that's not like i'm married to a swede or anything <laughs> is she is she here we got this I've... we have those stupid little wooden horses all over the house <laughs> anyway that's not anyway. this is not a uh this is not a uh A Swedish podcast. Although it's, I'm willing to start one if if they want one.
1: I think you've got enough. You you need to quit. (laughs) Like you need.
0: So this is a podcast about the Cubs, and it was a relatively eventful week for the Cubs. It started with the uh, ultimately disappointing, but somewhat encouraging. um, I don't want to call it a death rattle of John Lester's career, but he. He he emerged again as someone who could string together
1: outs, which was nice. Yes, although and, he did it against a uh, simply more abound team. Uh, I, the Brewers are are a mess. Well, I
0: wonder if they they certainly. They I don't know how I don't know if they were frisky at all on Friday, Saturday, they were kind of thinking Ooh, we're gonna we're gonna win our second game against the Cubs. Right. And then they got completely kicked in the balls, which was very entertaining. And then on Sunday, I don't want to take anything away from Alec Mills' no-hitter, because no-hitter's a no-hitter. Right. Um, But I don't even think they realized they were playing until, like, the sixth inning.
1: And they were pulling guys, even though it was a no-hitter, because, like, I was at my friend's house, who I always watch the Bears games with, and we had Cubs game on the second screen, noticing it was a no-hitter, and then, like, we were saying, "Oh, oh, no, because of that walk... Yelich is going to come up again. Well, no, they yeah. they pulled Yelich. They're like, well, whatever. Well, Who cares? And they split these doubleheaders with the Cardinals, which is all you can ask of them. That's yeah, that, what worked we out.
0: that worked out perfectly for the Cardinals, um, because then nobody gains any ground. Although the frisky right, yeah. Reds, <laughs> yeah, right. it's like, oh, if you've seen the Reds' schedule the rest of the way, you realize they may have won their last game. <laughs> They get the too, white. They get right? the White Sox and the Twins, and I forget the other one. But there are no there are no Pirates on there. There are right. no
1: Tigers, Royals.
0: Yes, they they they're I done with those. So they may have met their win maximum already.
1: Well, I definitely sense the shift in Greater Cubdom, and it always happens when I perform one of my uh, time honored fell's motherfucks, as I did on Saturday. Because I, for the second consecutive game until the ninth, the Cubs were doing that thing where they don't hit. And they don't make any contact. They just strike out. They they work good at bats, but they strike out. And I was going off on Twitter, much like you have been on this podcast, about nothing changes. It's yep. the same goddamn thing over and over. And how they're going to have even more questions. It felt like another September that we've just gotten too far used to here. Um, the funny thing is my internet connection went out before the ninth inning. So I followed, it only went out on my second television. I have two in the living room like you and, and my Roku, it would not work. So that's where I had the Cubs game. So I was just following on game day and I turned to my girlfriend. And I said, well, all this is, this is just saving me from seeing an infuriating ninth inning. Like, I'm just being saved from having to actually witness it. And I picked up my phone and I followed for ten seconds I'm like, oh no, I'm being saved from a season defining moment. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever this season is, I mean I don't it's not real, so uh so I I would take some credit in, in motherfucking the Cubs across the wire again, and they haven't lost since. And they've actually played pretty well. Yeah. I I don't I don't I'm not too upset about them not scoring a ton of runs against the Indians because Cleveland doesn't has good pitching. They don't have any hitting but they do, they do throw some arms at you. Uh, so there does feel like there's this shift now where, I mean, the Cubs are always going to make the playoffs. Even if that series in Milwaukee had gone haywire, they were still going to make the playoffs. Like we, We've said this. But now, it, you know, it sort of feels like not only are they going to make it, they're going to win the division easily, and they're going to go in with a little bit of momentum, it feels like. You know, they're going to feel at least feeling good. There's some hope that, hey, if they can duck this, this opening burp of a series, because everyone's in danger of of three-game series. You think, oh, well, you know, maybe they get through that and head to Texas, which no one should be sentenced to do, but here we are. That they could, you know, with the right draw, they could could win another series, and then, you know, it depends if the Dodgers are waiting there or not. Um, I mean, the Dodgers haven't even been playing all that well of late, but they're still much better. So... It only takes a moment like that, like Jason Hayward, who uh, you know deserves that moment for sure. To, mm-hmm. to it feels like it just. I mean, you shouldn't judge anything by Twitter, and I know that, but I have my Twitter follows of Cubs bloggers who I who I trust and are, are always pretty reasonable, and you can feel like this sort of, oh, it's it's actually kind of enjoyable again.
0: They'd been get they got shut out for the first seventeen and a third innings in Milwaukee. Right. which included a Brewer pitcher literally falling off the mound. <laughs> yes, it did. That was not a great sign. And no. then all of a sudden, you know, it was Javi went to right field. Rizzo pinch hit, got a hit. Hayward hits the home run. And then the one we all called, Ildemar Vargas hits a, <laughs> hits a home run off of Josh Hader.
1: Which apparently now made him the star pinch hitter oh, of the team based geez. on last night which had me flipping my wig again that was
0: it was like ross was clearing out the end of the bench like he thought it was homecoming it's like who <laughs> right. hasn't played yet it's like no what what are you doing this is
1: a real life game and we need to win it um,
0: and then i got completely confused i lost track and i realized billy hamilton was was in and thought oh okay well so he did all this crap so that he could place billy hamilton on second base to start the 10th no that was ian hap started uh, right. that all he, the maneuvering well he, you know you weren't going to take hap out so there was no reason to do any of the stuff that he I didn't it yeah well, anyway
1: anyway so anyway back, back to john lester he he pitched magnificently on friday and he was very good last night for the scale that we're using and i didn't even really realize it before the game because this season is so weird but yes this is almost certainly his last home start. Uh, you know, I guess you could, if he wants to keep pitching, you could envision a scenario where if he comes for the 25% of what he's making now, they might want to use him as a fifth starter, but yeah. I doubt it. He uh, he basically
0: tweeted today that he wants to go one more year and he'd like it to be with the Cubs, but that didn't come with a, he didn't tweet out a dollar amount.
1: Right. Well, um, he, yeah, if he wants to play for 5 million, yes. you'd think about it.
0: Oh, I think there's, I think there's a, there's a number in there they can easily come to, to have him
1: come back. But well, I don't we'll, know
0: that that makes any sense. But he, we can we'll about do that.
1: this podcast. I mean, they're going to have to replace three fifths of the rotation. Right. So right? it may
0: be that it just ends up making sense.
1: Well, right. Well, I was it. thinking about this this morning. Is that Quintana may be tempted to take a one year, yes. You know, and, 15 million...
0: As uninspiring as it would be, you could very you could make a very easy case where they re-sign Kitana, Chatwood, and Lester, because all of the, none of them can make the kind of money that they. I don't know how much Tyler thought he could actually make, but now he's he's not going to he's not going to pitch again, so right. he's going to be basically, you know, he would I think he probably would is going to need to prove he can actually you know his arm hasn't fallen off
1: right so Quintana yes so. Um. So you could see all of them back at, at very much cheaper deal. Well, Quintana's already making nothing, so he would be um, – so you could see them all back. And if they're all on one-year deals, you can have Azulay and Marquez around, and if they just happen to move those guys out of the rotation, then who cares? You're not yeah. invested here. Um, yeah, because but-
0: the last thing you want is to bring back veterans and
1: block all of those – Right, that
0: huge number of great pitching prospects the Cubs pitching are bringing lab
1: 20, up. Twenty twenty one. Uh, <laughs> like, so, I mean, I'm still pissed. Al's lie isn't here. Like, oh, Rex Brothers look good. No, Jesus, it, I didn't. I mean, look good. What he's essentially throwing batting practice. Yep.
0: Well, he keeps he, Kyle Ryan keeps warming up. He doesn't pitch.
1: Yeah, but he keeps. He keeps I keep...
0: swear, he's he. They use him as a threat to the current pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, I think Look so. Look who's up. If you don't score your place by this guy, he's coming in. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. They
1: just hey, do it to Kimbrel. They
0: always have him up behind Kimbrell. It's like, all right, you know.
1: We're if, supposed to be positive. So let's, well, I'll try and stay there. Well, we could be positive about Craig Kimbrell.
0: We could. Because he's been very actually, good. Yes. And even the, you know, it was shaky. You know, you and I, I'm sure, both had the, we had the same flashbacks to the, you know, like, the Cubs with the late home run off a hater and, you know, a big game, at least for them. Right. And then, oh, shit, um, who's going to come in to close? And I said before we started that I I completely misremembered the um, the 2018 version of this, thought it all happened in the ninth inning. It didn't. Rizzo's go-ahead homer was in the eighth. That's why Carl's Jr. came in because, you know, God forbid, you know the eighth inning was his, and then he made a mess of things. Um, I even went back and rewatched because you can easily find uh, the inning if you want to do it to yourself. The, pitch, you he, to... the pitch he complains about, where he thought he he thought he got the strikeout on Braun to and the inning, it what was it a called? eighty mile an hour curveball that was. I was just to give him credit. I'd say it was two feet too high. Okay. <laughs> but Carl tried to walk off the mound as if that was going to sell it. Right. And then he walked Mustakis on four pitches, none of which I, they were but lucky. He, he any of them hit the catcher.
1: He just fell apart. Right.
0: So then that ties it. C. Shack comes in for the ninth in the tie game and makes just a complete mess of things. Hits guys, throws a wild pitch. I guess I think actually it was a pass ball. Um, walks a guy, and then they they get to two outs and Bryant tries to turn a just. It was not a good decision by our <laughs> beloved KB. He could have easily gone home and gotten the second out. Instead, he tried. He was a long way from third. He did get there to get the get the second out of the inning, but the throw to first had no chance. and they had lost. No so, so anyway, here comes Kimbrell, who they have to use right. because they've already used. Jeffers is down because he, he pitched the last two days. He'd already used Wick. So. And, you,
1: and you, you, you're in the same thing. You're so like, it's, this, is, this, this right. is coming again. It's, <laughs>
0: I'm not so concerned that it's Kimbrell, but it's Kimbrel without a net. You don't have right. anybody else. If he if he makes a mess of it, he's just going to have to make a mess of it. The first two guys get hits, but they're they're sad little hits. The... <clears throat> One is, like, backspinning its way through the infield. It was not hit well. The second one, Brian's playing first base, goes off his glove. If it's if it's an inch closer, it's a double play. Um, but that was it. Those two guys get on. Kimbrell works his way through it, thanks to a, a strikeout of former Cub legend Dan Vogelbach. And uh, <laughs> a very questionable – well, then the, the last part of the flashback was ball hit right to third. Ildemaro is there. Makes a very questionable decision. Decides he's going to tag the runner going to third, which is nice if he can get him. He gets the lead runner. And he dove right. at him and he got him. And then right. he caught the he caught the liner. Cubs win. Ha-ha. That's a huge win. That's the most exciting end of the game um, so far in the season. This is great. We can't top this. And then the next day, Alec Mills throws a no-hitter.
1: <sighs> <laughs> I mean, he... You never you, like you said you can't you can't really talk of a no hitter but my my fear is that they're like oh well Alec Mills is cemented in the rotation now <laughs> for for years it's like well let's like it was not even 2 weeks ago that everyone was like we cannot keep this guy in the rotation
0: Yeah I mean it, it Miller Park so, seems like a terrible place to pitch him Yeah I wrote I think in the newsletter that you want him to pitch in parks that can be described as cavernous
1: <laughs> yeah, but and that was not one. I mean, I don't. You know, I know Sheehan was shitting on it a little bit, but that's his way. I mean, I I didn't watch the entire game because the Bears were on, but from what I saw, I mean, there were a couple like close calls, but it's not like guys were pulling homers back. No, they were diving really, into the gaps. I mean, there, he, there were really he kept, only kept,
0: there were only three tough plays in the whole game. Um, mm-hmm. Hap made a nice catch on the great Jed Jerko. Hit one to the wall. <laughs> half ran back right. and got it. Um, Schwarber had one that we didn't even really notice at the time because he didn't, we weren't thinking no-hitter yet. But um, Yelich had a sinking liner that Kyle actually made yeah, a nice catch on. One. And then the only other one was um, when uh, the very very heavy-legged Avisail Garcia hit one to Javi, and Javi took a little extra time, I think, to load up his throw. and only, or he dropped the ball. And he almost beat it, but didn't. And that was, right. that's as close as they came to actually getting it.
1: Um, also had I mean,
0: the, also had the great moment in the game. Javi has had a week of Javi things. <laughs> yes, Javi yeah. apparently has his mojo back in every possible <laughs> way. Um, the other night was it last night? Two nights ago, he scores from first while stealing miss. second base. <laughs> yeah. Just kept going and made it. He had one of the great all-time Javi thing moments in that in the no hitter where he's on second. There's a sack fly. Schwarber scores. Javi runs to third. Realizes that uh, the great Eric Sogard is, for some reason, throwing the ball to second base. Never called timeout. Right. But he wasn't even throwing it around the horn. He wasn't throwing no, it back to the pitcher. No, he throwing
1: it to second for some reason.
0: Maybe he thought Javi left early. So Javi's like, well, but that's, well that's not how you, you appeal. appeal. No. You have to so give it to the pitcher. The pitcher gets on the mound. He steps up the mound. He throws to second. Maybe right. he just winks it to second. Javi's like, well, fuck this. I'm just going to score. And does. And then... um. Greg Council lost his mind. Right. And I think Greg Council lost his mind because he realized, if I get tossed now, I can still see the end of the Packer game. <laughs> so I'm just going to get thrown out. It was one of those where he literally, like, the. You could, it was almost where the umps are like, uh-uh-uh. If, you, if we have to work today, you have to watch it.
1: You, you have to you stay out here with me. And it too. went
0: on and on and on. Finally, they threw him out.
1: So, uh, so he gets <laughs> it's tossed. Like, it's like that old, I think it was, uh, uh, it was a, uh, not Miguel Cabrera, the other the other hilarious third baseman, Adrian Beltre. And he he, the, he told the story, it was the last days, because he just retired. It was the last days, and he was just telling the story. So he told the story. I forget what ump it was, but it was a spring training game. And the ump told, or the manager told Adrian he had to play all nine innings of this spring training game, and he did not want to play all <laughs> nine innings. So he told the ump, like, in his first at bat, <laughs> look, they were going to make me play all nine innings, so that you got to throw me out of here. So I don't have to play all nine. And the he said, if I got to be out here, you got to be out here. So Beltre proceeded to just throw the most heinous, curse-filled insults at him after every pitch. And they, on this athletic story, they actually found the video, and you can see the catcher just dying. Like he's just, he's just in tears laughing. Sort of the the you know, it's like, I am not throwing you out. You can say whatever you want. I am not throwing you out. It's like after every pitch, he's turning around, just MFing and this and this and this and you know, nuts To the point where even Beltre is laughing. Like he, he can't even, he can't even control himself. And it's like, oh, this is, this is the ultimate baseball story.
0: Yeah. In, um as a kid, I read both of Jay Johnstone's books. Which I okay. thought were hilarious. actually I've, I've reread parts of, I have them, still from when I was a kid. They're around here somewhere. And there is funny stuff in them. And one of them was, he had two moments with the Phillies. He led the league in doubles one year. He was, he, I think he was, he was tied with somebody on the last day. He hit one into the gap that neither fielder yeah. got to, and so he just stopped at second base. He could have easily gone to third. Right. He's like, I'm not going to lead the league at triples. So he stopped at second. And then the next year, he, he <laughs> knew it was his last. He knew the Phillies weren't going to bring him back. But they put him in the right. lineup on the last day to to start and presumably play the whole game. So he purposely got himself tossed during his first at-bat and then went home. <laughs> back
1: <to> the left <laughs> so he like basically
0: man. was like on the road back to California before the before the yeah. Phillies game ended. <laughs> yeah. Sammy Sosa would
1: prove. Uh. Sammy Sosa would have approved. Anyway, but uh, so I get the whole right? right, I get the whole
0: idea that yes, it was not a dominant performance. He only had five swings and misses, the fewest since the great Dallas Braden. Oh God! Yes, he
1: (laughs) ruined my A's broadcast. Yeah, he's
0: he's really.
1: I think that's what Marquis wants Dempster to be. and I'm like, no, 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 too. And I don't think Dempster is that.
0: No, but uh, during the drone delay last night, ugh. the Dempster shtick started,
1: and I oh, thought, God. "Oh God,
0: if this is if if he if they encourage him to continue to do because you're right, he's very he's almost too well not too. I I wish he would just not be there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he's very dull, do competent I suppose, but dull doing color analysis, which is better than the alternative, right? but all of a sudden, he had time to fill, and talk show host Ryan Dempster started to come out, and it's like,
1: oh Oh, god, just go away. Stop. So did they, when they had, the first one of these drone delays was in Minnesota. Did they make a mistake by delaying that game? Because now, whatever asshole and his drone, and if you own a drone, chances (laughs) are you're an asshole. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I know a couple of people with drones, they're assholes.
0: Dempster clearly has a drone because he was talking Dempster about, a drone. about so how he, a drone. he was admiring that one because he that's but, the kind of drone he wants.
1: But now that these people know, hey, all I got to do is fly this thing over any major league stadium, and I can cause a delay. Yeah. Have you have you now have you actually made the problem worse?
0: Right, because I th- I I'm sure what the fear is is that somebody's actually going to like fly the drone into a player. Right, you know, like to literally, but a potential for injury, we know that from Trevor Bauer. Right. But also, just they could, you know, if somebody's really good at it, you could completely screw up a play. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see the ball heading to right field, you just drive well, the well, drone at the right fielder <laughs> while he's trying to catch the ball.
1: Now, I have one friend who was good. He was a good friend. We're still friends. And he, he, he actually used drones for filmmaking. So this was part of his job. So he had, like, one that was, like, his drone that he could sort of do stuff with, and then he had, like, an actual professional, you know, eight grand camera-mounted thing. But, like, one, it's hard to fly a drone when you can't see it. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out – I mean, at Wrigley, you could probably do it from a rooftop if someone would see you. So once you get it over the stadium and you start to, like, lower it, then you can't really see it anymore. I mean, no. you have the camera right. on it. That's
0: all you can see is what it can see. You can't see it.
1: Right. And that, that's when it becomes tricky because, I mean, I'm sure there are people who know how to control those things like that. But yeah.
0: Well, I, I worked at a college where we had a, an unmanned aerial systems degree. Oh, okay. And that was, that's like the big, that's the difference between the hobbyist and the guy who can actually get a job flying those things. It's the ability to learn how to do it when you can't, when you can only see what it can see. Right. And you can monitor it. You've got a little, you know, you're tracking it, but you really can't, you know, you're just, it's a dot on the screen, and then you can pick up visual cues from the camera on the drone. But there is an
1: actual, there's talent there. Well, and the bigger ones, the ones, the real professional ones, use a GPS. Yeah, they
0: basically can just plot a course and
1: let it go. Uh, Because my friend, his first attempt at this, this is hilarious. He bought, so he bought his. $8,000, $10,000 drone off of someone who had worked at a TV station. So, like, this was already a professionally used drone. And he was, you know, teaching himself how to use it and taking it around various places. So, he took it somewhere on the south side here. It was like an abandoned iron factory or something. And, like, so he's inside this huge space, but. You know, it's a it's an old factory, so the floor is metal. The, the the roof is metal. The 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 walls are metal. And so it uses a GPS, but it's just its signal's just bouncing off the walls and back to it. It can't connect with the satellite or whatever. So this thing just flew itself straight into a wall. Oh, it just like he had it like maybe three weeks. Oh. Spent ten grand on it, and just flew it right into a wall, like fire cloud and everything like it took him and he put another five or six grand into it to fix it it was so hilarious but yeah i mean that's the thing with these ones that they're causing delays these are just hobby drones they look they look like
0: well and even that program the first thing you do is you you as part of your course fee, you buy a hobby drone, you build it, and then that's the yeah. one you crash over and over and over again until you prove enough competency that they give you the, they start letting you fly the good ones that right. actually cost a lot of money should you continue to crash them. <laughs> um, so I'm sure people should are riveted by, I'm sure people are riveted by drone talk. Um, yes, we should move on here anyway. But I, I think, oh, we're talking about D- Dallas Braden got us off on yeah. Ryan Dempster on the drones. Um, right. so. so I like the fact Mills said that in the, you know, he spent the top of the ninth, basically getting ready, you know, th- thinking his way through the three at bats that he knew he was going to have. And then Garcia's supposed to come up and it's Tyrone Taylor. So he had to step off the mound for a second because he didn't expect that, right. you know, the, whoever was managing for the brewers, because council probably really wasn't managing because he was feet up on his desk, you know, Watching <laughs> Packers-Vikings. He's like, I don't care. Just finish that was a,
1: That was a definitive you deal with this yeah, shit. I'm it done. Shit, like.
0: And then uh, Jace Peterson, pinch hitting for uh, oh Yelich. Did, did you hear the Bob Euchre call of the... Uh, I did not. He got a little confused. He's 86.
1: Is he that old? He can't yeah. that old. He's still pretty sharp for 86,
0: but he got a little confused. Yeah. And he said that Tyrone Taylor had no hit the Brewers.
1: <laughs> well, and in some ways, he kind of did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he was probably still in disbelief. He's like, I can't believe he was fucking On Taylor's in the ninth inning of a game we're getting no hit in. Um, <laughs>
1: but,
0: yeah. But so, Bob, that's not one. Like when they, um, I joked that uh, it was kind of sad. They were talking about all of the text messages that Alec Mills got to congratulate him, but the people that were ticking off was he got a text message from Tom Ricketts and he got one from Jed Hoyer and Theo. I was like, well, yeah, I would hope those guys. And then, and Crane. I was like, "Oh, I bet that's one he treasures." Yeah, that, so that's. I joked funny. that Crane let him know that Marquis would be happy to provide him with a, a you know, a keepsake video of the no hitter if he would just pay the twenty nine ninety five shipping and handling. <laughs> right. Um, they they probably won't put the brewer audio of the final out on the uh, on the the uh, um, you know the extras on right. the DVD that they give him because he got it wrong, but still.
1: Well, it's still cool to have your note, not only to have a no-hitter, but to have it called by Bob Uecker, even incorrectly.
0: Yes. Well, and, uh, you know, Pat did, a, I heard Pat, Pat was, that was very good. And Alec was like, he thought it was really cool, you know, that he'll always have a copy with Pat Hughes describing the end of his um, no-hitter. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, so it's his 15th career start. He throws a no-hitter. I don't know how many more he's going to get, but he'll always have that one. He'll have two more
1: this season, right? He I mean, has two starts this season. Yeah. And then Well, he 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 might get a playoff start. I mean, he, I, I, I hate to be the biggest. Yes, there are player.
0: not a lot of other of other options. He certainly well, is we'll, on the playoff roster.
1: We'll no get to what. that. We'll get to that.
0: But he seems like a cool guy. So it's I'm glad. Yeah. He'll always have that. No matter what else happens in his career, he'll always have a no-hitter. Then there's the great thing about the fact that there have only been two no-hitters ever thrown at Miller Park.
1: and then Both are by Cubs.
0: Both by Cubs, and only one of which the Brewers were actually at. So the Cubs <laughs> have been at more no-hitters in Miller Park than the Brewers have.
1: Than the Brewers, yeah. They've attended more no-hitters.
0: That's quite a, a lot of history in that park.
1: Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. 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 And for, it's not... Such
1: a weird place. And now it's
0: not going to be Miller Park anymore. Now it's going to be American Family Insurance Field.
1: It's going to be Miller Park. What a terrible... I mean, ain't nobody calling it whatever. It's Miller Park, and that's just what it's going to be.
0: Yeah, there's no, and it was one of my favorite parts of the the Ricketts uh, awakening to how it was it was going to be more difficult to monetize their purchase of the Cubs than they thought, because one of the big things was they were going to sell naming rights to the stadium, and they actually had their consultant tell them, no, the naming rights are worthless. Because whatever company buys them knows no one will ever call it that. It will always be Wrigley Field. The only time you'll ever get it is you'll force your own announcers, you know, eight times a game to work in the actual new sponsored name of the stadium. But other than that, no one will ever call it that. And you're going to have a hard time finding.
1: Gallagher way. Right. So they've had had to just name everything else. Yeah.
0: Which they would have anyway. That was all part of the plan. Um, I would have played hardball. I would have gone to the gum people and said, hey, we're going to take the name off the park. What do you want to give us to keep it on there? Although if they were savvy, they'd say nothing. Here's five bucks. Yeah. Right. Here's some, that's some like, gum. Yeah, right. Do you, like, do you like spearmint, Todd? You do? I bet he does. There you go. There you go. Take a, take a case. Oh, I got him. I swindled him.
1: I swindled them out, Tom. Um,
0: you're never gonna believe what a great deal I got for the naming rights. Yeah, right. right. I got all you're never this gonna gum. What I
1: worked. <laughs> so, anyway, well, boy, we're not even through the through their. Yeah, you know, that's the weekend. They haven't even got to Cleveland yet. And they had a two games. They've they four and zero against the the tribe this year. Yes.
0: Yeah, they haven't lost to Cleveland since Game Four of the World Series.
1: That's not correct. They've played before. Oh, they did. They played in 2017. Or 18.
0: So Cleveland must have come to Wrigley?
1: Yeah. Okay. I believe
0: so. That's it. Because I remember that, you know, I remember the Indians trying to preempt everybody's tweets by basically, yeah, we remember. We blew a th- we blew a three-game lead the last time you right. guys were here. It
1: was like early in April. It was very cold. Okay. That's too bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, unless they they have the film film on there, unless they're mowing them down in Game Five, which I was at, so I you know I still haven't seen much of the highlights or whatever. But that's um, a
0: fun that's a fun rewatch. I have the well, you can watch it on YouTube. You don't have to, but I have the DVDs, and Game Five is is fun. Well, you were there. One of the things that I was impressed there. me the most about that game was Cub fans over the years had developed a very bad but very deserved reputation for when shit started to go bad, so did they. Yeah. But Game 5 was pretty loud from the very beginning, which was what? very anti. It was not like, you know, getting down one zero and oh seven 07 and 08. And then it didn't hurt, obviously. Lester strikes out the side in the first inning. Things go crazy. The Indians score... But then the Cubs come right back and take the lead and then that certainly helped.
1: Yeah, I, I, I remember walking in thinking, oh boy, is this is this gonna be really quiet to start because mm-hmm. we've already we've already given up. But it never felt like that inside because I think even even down three one at that point, the World Series at Wrigley Field is yeah. still such a mind blowing idea at that point. That people are still excited to be there. You know, like, 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 like it's the last home game, no matter what, of this incredible, of the best season of our lives. What, is, even if they lose the World Series, it's the best season of our lives. Yeah, one hundred and three games.
0: Yeah, the Cubs weren't exactly bathing in penance, all those. Right.
1: Years. So, uh, but yeah, there was none of that. Even, even when Ramirez was it Ramirez who homered yeah. uh, to go up one nothing. Um, you know, there was still a sense. I mean, once you got into the fourth inning there, because then it's like, okay, now we're gonna get into their bullpen, and that's yeah. a problem. So when Brian homered, it did feel not just exciting, but there was this palpable exhale. Um, like, okay, we're not going to have to come back against this bullpen yet. Yeah, cause And I, then and even Rizzo, on the, Rizzo should have homered. He hit yeah. in the actual well where, you know, the one spot you can hit it. and then Because um, even
0: yeah. on the broadcast, Smoltz starts to talk about how the Cubs probably had two innings to score before they had to start worrying about the Indians' bullpen. And he's like, he goes, they really should probably score right here. And on the very next pitch, Brian, hits (laughs) all homers.
1: So speaking of Chris Bryant, (laughs) uh, a couple hits this week, but again, had to take like two days off. And we talked about this last week and I, but I, I watched Bryant now and we know that his problem this year was the wrist, which is (laughs) just about the worst thing a, a hitter can injure. But, when I watch him, it just doesn't look like his legs are in his swing at all. Now, Bryant's always had this very smooth, quick, It like, when Bryant really got into one, it never looked like he got into one. Yeah. You know, it, just, it, it was just the way his swing was. So, I'm having a hard time but it, but it, it always looks like the butt goes the wrong way. Like, he's always, he's all arms. Not that he's getting fooled or shy away, but, like, it just looks like, his whole body is not in his swing. His, his, his legs aren't in it. And I sort of wonder if there's something lingering that they're not talking about or if he's just off his mechanics or what. I mean, I don't... I, I just feel like... It feels like every pitch he's almost getting out of the way first and then swinging. Like, his, his legs and upper body just do not look connected.
0: Well, he's heating up because he... Right. He'd finally tied Steven Souza
1: in RBIs. They both have
0: five. Right. So there you go.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, something well, is clearly. My concerns clearly are laced.
0: And then I really thought Jason Adam uh, was going to end his season with that weird throw to third that required. Bryant to you know literally right. do a pirouette on top of the bag. It's like oh this that's the this is where he ends up in a heap. And then the trainers go nope he's fine. And then three days later he's in traction in a hospital.
1: Somewhere. <laughs> right, but only like after playing twice.
0: Yeah, well you got to I mean got gut through it. See if it's really
1: <laughs> right.
0: Clearly toughness is not his problem because if they tell him yeah you can play he's like okay and he tries to play yeah. and... in. <sighs> Yeah, I don't he's know. Cold. I mean of all the Cubs that this has been a completely wasted season for, he's at the top of that list. Very
1: top of the list.
0: Which is problematic considering he only has one more. But Well, maybe. Yeah, is he is his poor play pricing him into the Cubs you know. Hey, we can afford he's bad. We can afford him now.
1: That's great. Well, I mean, he's gonna be here next year. I mean I just can't You'd be. I mean, you were always trading him for seventy-five cents on the yeah. dollar last winter.
0: Yeah, they're to the point now, now you're where you're better 50. off. Right. Maybe if if you're bad next year, you trade him at the deadline. Otherwise, right. Yeah. Otherwise, you're riding with him all year and then see what happens at the end right. of the
1: season. Um. And and then if he gets hurt and bad, if he's hurt and not good again, then. Maybe you're handing him a one- or two-year pillow contract or whatever. Like, I mean, See, yeah,
0: this is all, working out, for the Cubs. This all year, working out for the Cubs. This year, the their three, four, and five starters n- have no market outside of them, so they all have to come back. Maybe <laughs> right. next year, some of your – maybe you know, Schwarber has a lousy year. Brian has a lousy year. Hey, we're just keeping everybody together. This is well, great.
1: Well, Schwarber is having a lousy year, but it's a very strange year because I looked this up, and I'm not – I don't do the daily Cubs fan – graphs check because I did when I was writing about them exclusively but Schwerber's having some awful luck because he has the highest hard Mm -hmm. hit percentage of anyone on the team now he's pulling a lot more balls this year and you don't like to see that you'd like to see him use the opposite field um but he he's hitting it as some bad luck because he's crushing the ball yeah
0: which and is why just, it doesn't feel as bad as the stat. As well, so, and who cares about batting average? But you see right. the batting average. like, Oh, well, that's awful. Part of his problem is that he still can. He's so pull happy still that if he hits it on the ground, he's out because there's four infielders over there.
1: Right. But he, the
0: bad luck comes into like last night. He did it where he rips one to left and it's right at the third baseman who's not playing anywhere near third base. But he clearly must. He must always. You know, they talk about when you're pitcher, you got a tunnel you know, you got to tunnel that way, all the pitches look the same. Schwarber apparently tunnels his line drives to left field to the point where you could just put a guy in the tunnel and the ball goes right to him every time.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not really... I mean, it, people want to get uppity and in an uproar about Schwarber when Eloy is finally starting to really look like a thing on the other side of town, but, um, you know, it's... It, over hundred and sixty two, I feel like it would even out. Like you would get Schwarber would eventually have his last year's numbers. Um but Yeah, and so. you know, at this point, because the Cardinals can't get out of neutral, we know the Cubs are in the playoffs. Like at this point, no one's gonna care if Schwarber and Bryant and Rizzo mm-hmm. go nuclear for three weeks starting at the end of the month. Yep. Which yeah, easily if they, could, if, You know
0: if they have a good playoff this is a year especially when nobody's going to care about anybody's regular season numbers were because
1: they're always going to be 18 homers. Oh, that's a lot. Like, I don't know, you know, like,
0: they're always going to screw up everybody's baseball card right? because you're going to look down and go, Oh, that was, Oh, that was that stupid COVID year. Screw that. So everybody's throwing this stuff out anyway. So yeah, if you, if you redeem yourself with a nice playoff run, that's what everybody's going to remember. And if you go zero and two, and everybody goes home, then that people aren't going to remember much of the season anyway. So
1: right, it's all going to be wiped from the.
0: It's basically the witness protection program of baseball seasons.
1: Pretty much, yes, yeah. it is. Did any
0: of this ever really happen? We're going to hide you in
1: this home depot outside Dallas. Uh, although I always like the term "outside Dallas" because I've been to Dallas, and there isn't there isn't really a Dallas. <laughs> there isn't like oh, this is the city of Dallas, and these are the outlying neighborhoods and suburbs. It's all outlying neighborhoods and suburbs. That's
0: why like, they call yeah, it Yeah,
1: downtown, but like...
0: All right, that's why they have the obnoxious... It's the Metroplex.
1: The, the Metroplex, yeah. Get Which back. is
0: basically how you could describe Phoenix. Because there yeah. is no Phoenix. There's Phoenix and Scottsdale, and you never know when you're in one or the other, and it doesn't matter. It's it's an imaginary line on a map somewhere. Right. That's the same. I did think it was encouraging that, um, in the win over the Indians on Tuesday, you didn't pitch very well, and he still, you know, kept them in it. Three runs, seven innings, whatever it was. Should have won. And then, um, Jeffress, who's been getting by on, um, you know, some luck.
1: Magic Crystals.
0: Gave up a home run that you knew he was eventually going to give up, and they won anyway. So that was good to get that out of the way. Um... That one was frustrating because they had the lead late. The last night it was frustrating because they load the bases with nobody out in the and, seventh. Yeah, Don't score. That's
1: when that's when it really hit home with Bryant because he looked he looked yeah. terrible in that at bat.
0: Then they load him again with nobody out in the tenth and like strike out, strike out, and then Javi is about to strike out and miraculously pulls a pitch that you are not supposed to be able to pull. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I, the, the the encouraging part of that was it was the only pitch of the at bat that he didn't try to hit a thousand feet. Right. Now he shouldn't have swung at it at all, but he took a nice in control and he somehow hooked it and dropped it in for a base hit. And Cubs win, Cubs win, everybody's happy. And FanGraphs after the win on Sunday had and made the Cubs. a 600
1: team now, right? They're 30 and 20. That's 600 baseball. Yeah.
0: And they're so they're 17 and 17 since the 13 and three start which in this season that's fine. Take fine. That. Doesn't, matter be you, fi- doesn't matter how doesn't matter you th- get to 10 over, just get to 10 over.
1: That'd be a f- that'd be fine in a normal season. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, okay, yeah, they started hot, leveling out, you know, and then we'll see where they go with the next 60.
0: But on Sunday after the win, Fangraphs made them a 99.9% prob- pro- playoff probability team, which just says that Fangraphs looks at the rest of the league and goes, we can't get enough teams to 28 wins that any- that- that <laughs>
1: Yeah. any <that> they- <laughs>
0: I mean, they literally already had the Do- the Dodgers, the Padres hadn't clinched yet. In fact, Padres still haven't, but the Dodgers have. They both had they had both of them at a hundred percent.
1: Yeah,
0: there is at least the they completely discount the possibility that all right, you lose all your games for the rest of the way, and somebody catches you. They're like, no, well, it has to be that's not be happen. more than
1: a somebody it has to be like five somebody. Right. I like that the Indians have you- lost
0: Indians have lost eight in a row, and they still have a. They have a three-game lead for the last playoff spot, and the teams behind them are the Mariners, Tigers, and Orioles. So they might as well be—they might as well also be a hundred percent locked. Like the well, American League field is set. It's
1: just- well, here we sit with ten games to go, and there are five National League teams that have an uh, are above five hundred. The Phillies are at five hundred, but there are just five teams. That are above it,
0: yeah. And I would, I, there's a really good chance that they're the only five,
1: <laughs> and it may stay that way, right?
0: There's, I would say there's at least, I think at best, there's two sub 500 teams in the playoffs. There's probably going to be three, and this is the kind of you know you you can't just chalk this up to the short season part. This this would happen if they had this ridiculous playoff format over an entire season, and we find out. Yesterday, that Commissioner Todd Manford says, "Yeah, let's
1: keep it. We love this." Okay, so now now we're getting to it. Yes, and I don't, you know, Andy. We we all have baseball fans in our life who who, when some proposed rule change or something comes around, says, "If they do that, I will no longer be a baseball fan." Anymore. There's nothing baseball fans really enjoy more. Than threatening to cut off their fandom in empty <laughs> fashion. Well, if they if they have the DH in the National League, I I that's it for me. Or if they go to the second wild card, you know that's it for me. So I understand what it sounds like when I say that. But if they were to keep the expanded playoff beyond this year, I would still watch baseball for work. It would still be part of my job. But my fandom would be very. Very damaged, if not destroyed. And my fear is that the owners will sell this to players. Hey, you get more of you get a chance to glory, more playoff shares, more chance to have a big, big playoff run for you, cash in the free agency. Not the case. We know this is not the case. And what it is, it is a clear, it is a naked, transparent attempt for owners to try even less hard than they are now to produce a winning team. And we live in an era of baseball where both the Red Sox and Cubs, the two teams you'd think would least want to do this, decided that their 100-plus win team and World Series winning team were not worth maintaining, much less improving. Both of them won the World Series in the past four years with 100-win teams and immediately said, yeah, that's the last time we're going to do that. You also live in a time where... The owners can, any owner can make the case, well, the Dodgers win 105 games every year and they haven't won a World Series. So why should I try and build a team and pay for a team that's going to win 105 games every year? Which is what a lot of these teams are using as an excuse to not even try, Uh, which is flawed, failed logic. It is not, there's clearly not an acceptance from Rob Man or Tab Manford, as you call him that baseball is just not the other sports. It's not going to be the other sports. And so to reduce six months of this to meaning to to just meaningless. And we're just going to toss everyone in a three game series is it. I mean, what, what are we spending April through September doing? There's no point to it. It, it, You're just saying we're going to cut the league in half and then it's going to be even more random than it already is. And, if you wanted to expand the playoffs, fine. Make everything best of 11. <laughs> Let's end the season August 31st after 140 games. And each each series is best of 11. And then I might pay attention. But what I hope the players... Because they can't actually do this without the, the players realize, no, this is a way for the owners to spend even less on us. Because now all they have to do is aim for 78 wins. 81 wins they don't have to aim for 90 wins 95 wins they don't even have to think about trying to overtake the dodgers if you're in that division or the yankees in that, that division we just have to be okay um i hope that's i hope the players you realizes that because if they do then this will never happen i mean really if the players want to get rewarded they would try and cut the playoff field they'd be like no we we need you to strive to build 95 to 100 win teams. We need you to pay for the free agents to do that. We need you to pay your young players to do that. So we just want four playoff teams per 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 league. We're three, you know, and only the division winners get in, and we'll step ladder the playoffs like Korea or something. But that's not going to happen. But I feel like the players will probably not go for this 16 team thing permanently unless they really restructure how that payout goes yep. because what are playoff shares for for every player it's like it's a lot to you and me but to guys making 20 million a year i don't i don't think it's that much
0: no and they were until they redid the deal this year they weren't going to get anything for the playoffs right um so the reason that that tab is all excited about it is owners would do all playoffs if they could yep. because they don't pay the players their normal salary and they get more money from the TV networks for the playoff games because they get, they're more valuable than a regular season game, obviously. So they, there's no way they're going to want to give any of these up. Um, I think what you're going to end up with is the version they were trying to do before the season, which is just as bad. It's the seven teams in each league where the team with the best record gets a buy, and then the team with the second best record gets to pick. They may that part, they may not do, um, but that gives them the same. Basically, for TV, it's almost the same thing because it's an extra round, mm-hmm. and they get their check for it. But you're right. The reason that as a as a fan, you should be leery of it is the the, the all owners really want to sell is the illusion that they have put together a contender. Yeah. The cheapest way they possibly can do it. And if you've in this season, if this was a full season, you'd have basically everybody but the Pirates <laughs> and maybe the I forget I don't even know where the Diamondback record ended up. I know they lost like a million games in a row. Sitting here right now basically telling their fans, Hey look, we're in it. We're, we're in you it. know, we one hot week here and we're gonna be in the playoffs. Um I are I <sighs> I hope Ed Howard turns out to be a great player. My fear is that pick was made with the idea that we can we can sell the promise of this guy. We can dine off this for years because right. we'll tell our fans, "Hey, remember that? Remember the cool hometown kid story? The guy from the you know Jackie Robinson West, and you know here he is. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming." Right. And I know we got rid of Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo and everybody that you know, <laughs> but we, Ed Howard is coming. Hours this makes it even easier for them to do it because they could still plausibly, and I say this in air quotes, contend without those guys. Now they have no realistic way of winning anything that anybody gives a shit about. But they can say, "Well, no, you get in the playoffs, and then you know the playoffs are a crapshoot, and you know, it all starts right. over. And you get hot for you know a couple of di- you know, that's what they're going to try to right. sell." So fans should be like, "No, we don't want this." Uh, players but definitely should be like, "No." A lot
1: of fans. W- don't think about it that deeply. No. Fans like, Oh, gonna, that's cool. More playoff. They're going to see that the NBA and the NHL works this way. So why so th- it's just going along. but it's just not the same game. No. And it's one of
0: those that the players and the players won't want to do this because if you ask for but the only way this works is if you if you set a minimum salary minimum payroll for every team.
1: Which they're never going to exp- They won't do it because do. if
0: you agree to a minimum you have to agree to a maximum. And you don't, right. and as a player, you don't want that.
1: So there's really. They've already no, agreed to a maximum, though.
0: Right. They thought that the whole, the, the the owners sold the whole luxury tax as, you know, you think like you think the Yankees are going to care about the luxury tax? And then of course it turns out yes, the Yankees care yes, about the luxury do. tax, and they made sure to duck below it before they went back over it. And players, I'm sure, were convinced that you know it's really not the penalties aren't that bad. Nobody's going to. It's not going to. You oh know, It's not going to cut down spending. And it exactly, it did. The owners just wanted an excuse, and they gave themselves an excuse, and the players agreed to it. Right. So yeah, it's so you it's, might
1: be able to institute a tax on the floor. We're like, okay, if you go below this, you'd have to. You'd have to pay into something. You know, pay into revenue sharing. And or whatever. Somehow,
0: if they got that tax in, it would it would somehow end up with the Cardinals getting uh, compensatory
1: picks. <laughs> compensatory picks. So, oh, the so, pirate the Pirates I
0: mean, went under the salary floor again. The Cardinals get two more sandwich picks between the first and second round.
1: Why? Well, that's just I mean, the way we it's work just, it. I mean, and, and the argument always is, well, basketball and hockey have this and, you know, but it's – and not all – the best – teams always – but, like, I understand that, and sometimes the regular seasons in both those sports are a real slog, but it's just a fundamental difference in the sport. There is a difference in the – especially in basketball. To getting a top seed because there is a difference between those teams over seven games. I mean, upsets do happen, but they're not that common. And in baseball, we know that five and seven games, it's just not representative of yeah. of, of everything you've done over 100. It's just not. Yeah, the, the, biggest, and,
0: the biggest difference between the two is that the for the most part, not all the time, but for the most part, the basketball team with the best player wins. Yeah, wins the series because so that guy, true. that guy, you can't. You know, it's not like baseball where he, you know he's not only going to get a chance to score four times a game, and yeah, he if the ball and, and if he's a pitcher, you know, he's not even going to be in most of the games in the series. In in basketball, yeah. if you have LeBron or if you had Jordan, he's going to play almost all the game, and you're not going to be able to keep the damn ball away from him. So it the advantage that you get by being a great regular season team it actually po- it actually Play is that. worth something in the postseason, where in baseball sometimes the best regular season teams are built with all this depth, and then a short series takes their advantage away.
1: Yeah, and 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 with the NBA and hockey, like because the schedules are different, and, and especially hockey where things are always weird. You know, okay, the president's trophy winner rarely wins the cup. I think the Hawks might have actually been the last team to do it, but generally, the team that has won the cup over the past few years has come from the very small group at the top. It has been a one or two or three seed that is among, because of points and ties and shootouts or whatever, you know, it's hard. So most seasons it's hard to say, well, this is clearly the best team because they have the most points. Well, they have shootout wins or whatever. And I feel like it's been the same in the NBA too. And it's not always the team with the best record. It was when it was with the Warriors. But then the Warriors would just take off some games in the regular season because who cares? But it would come from this select group like you, the playoffs would start in both hockey and basketball. And you'd say, here are the four teams that can win it and should win it. And almost always it's one of those four teams baseball. It just won't be that because in a short series, it just does not resemble, which we'll get to because I think it will actually resemble it more this time, but we'll get to that. Well, it's just not the same thing. It's not the Baseball needs to embrace the fact that it is just so different from anything else. It's not going to ever be cool like basketball or football. And it shouldn't want to be. It's so different. It's not equal. There's one guy in the field for one team and nine for the other team. A lot of the time, like they're not the same number of players. It's just, it's just a different thing. And it needs to embrace the fact that it's different in every way. And this will absolutely neuter what makes it different. Yeah.
0: And a good example of it is you don't even have to leave town to see it. So the White Sox are having this great season 23-6
1: Twenty-three and six right. in the last twenty-nine games. You know,
0: they're all, they're all, they're likely, although it's not. You know, Tampa could still catch them. I guess Oakland could too. But they're likely to be the the top seed going into the playoffs, where they'll end up getting Cleveland, who could he e- who easily, could <laughs> who could easily have the better starting pitcher in both of the first two games and send the White Sox home after two days.
1: And not it could be it could be like thirty-six hours. Yeah, depending on how they schedule it. Um, and, and we accept that for this season because this season... Right. there's no... It doesn't matter.
0: Very hard to avoid that.
1: Right. So, but to do that permanently, like, that's just... It's just not... I don't know... Other The only benefit, and it's the only benefit that ever matters, is that the owners will get more money. And they won't spend as much money. So they will keep... They will get more money and they will keep more money. And that's all they're after. not after making the sport more popular or doing something that gets more people interested. They'll couch it in that. But this is that's all this is and you will just ruin what makes baseball great is the day-to-day nature of it, the slow build to the end. The fact that we go through 5 months of games every day and then get to a division win and the playoffs and all that. Like there's just you're just going to ruin that. Now you just have this thing that's just it's just there. Yeah. It's I mean, not building to anything.
0: Right. The equivalent of that would be, in say it's the Olympics, and so you run the marathon. When you finish the marathon, all you've done is you've seeded one through eight, a hundred right. yard dash, a hundred meter sprint, to determine who actually, who actually gets a gold medal. You yeah. know, two completely different disciplines. And you're like, okay, well, yes, for the bulk of this race, you're going to, you know, you're gonna to have to run twenty six miles. But then when you get to the end, then we're just gonna have we're gonna let everybody rest for a day and then we're gonna have a hundred meter sprint and that's really gonna determine who wins a marathon. You'd be like, Well that's right. fucking ridiculous. That's what baseball is basically doing with this playoff thing. Now it's not as in a sixty game season it doesn't seem as jarring because you know, we only played for two months and so yeah, you play a month's worth of playoffs to settle it, that's fine. But if we had played five months to get to this point and they were and they in the White Sox or Dodgers could go home in two days You'd be like, well, that's completely asinine. We're going to do yeah. it that way, but that's exactly how they want to do it. Because I mean,
1: they they will say, well, it's no different than like for instance the 2008 Cubs who won 97 games and were done in four days because they got swept and there was an off day in there. And it was just like over. And yes, but like that's that's a that's a heartbreak we we accept and isn't all that common. And it's kind of unique in its own thing. Like this will just be a common thing. Yeah, well,
0: they but they um, they lost to the at what at the very worst the fourth best team in the National League, right? Not the eighth, not the eighth. You are doubling. Um, you are doubling the misery. Who have played eight.
1: a completely different schedule, so we don't even know if they're the eighth best team. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, now, no, you mentioned it. So now this one, we're going to disagree because I. This playoff, which which they won't they won't keep this, but I wish they would, is the no off days at least in the division and the LCS. There will be off days in the World Series because they got to get they got to build or whatever. Yeah. Now my problem with the playoffs has always been that it's a different game than the one you just spent six months playing, and that you can sort of kind of cut off the bottom third of your roster or bottom full quarter, or whatever you want to phrase it and play this different game because you have all these off days baked in that you wouldn't normally have. But that's not what baseball is. Baseball is that everybody, all five guys start. You have to use your whole bullpen. They have to carry some load. Everybody bats. You know, we can't we can't take this guy out in the fourth inning because he's got to make 30 more starts or our bullpen going to be dead. Like, the no off days makes it resemble the game they've played leading into this, which I like. Now, it actually does not – help the cubs cuz the cubs would in a normal playoff schedule we're like okay we don't we can we can just go hendricks darvish and figure it out yep you know we can we can bullpen it we can have an opener whatever we want to do. well now if they get in the division series you know lester or mills or Quintana, they're going to have to start
0: yeah well now we got rex brothers is back so
1: right. you stuck. can't do what the Nationals did, which is take their three best pitchers and, in some combination, have them throw every day. Right. Uh, that's that. That I mean, it, it, it worked out for them, and I understand the argument that well at, at the most important time, baseball is is a matchup of its best players because the best pitchers keep coming out and they face the best hitters because they're on the teams that are left. But that's not that's not the sport we've been playing, and whatever basketball and playoff football and playoff basketball, playoff hockey are, they're still the same game that we've watched for the entire regular season. The intensity is just picking up. Like hockey, you don't cut off your bottom two lines and say, we're going to skate these guys 35 minutes for the whole series because they'll die. I mean, the Hawks did it once, but that's because (laughs) the roster was so badly put together. So I like the no-off days. Like you're going to have to use your whole bullpen. You're not going to be able to pull your starter in the fourth inning every time. Because that's not how the game looks, um, and the reason the Dodgers win one hundred and eight games is not because their star players are so much better than everyone else. Is because their fourth and fifth starter yeah. and the guy who hits sixth, seventh, and eighth are so much better. Right
0: their their roster one through twenty five is better than everybody else. Right, or one through twenty eight. And, and the no off resistance.
1: days will only exacerbate that, which it should. That's how a team right. is built.
0: And that, but that part, that's not my problem with it. I don't, I don't mind that. My problem okay. with it is that because you've ex- so you expand the playoffs and you decide we're just going to get through these fuckers as fast as we possibly can, which means before something goes wrong that on day 2 of the playoffs, they're going to play 8 games in 12 hours. It means yeah. that somebody who wants to watch as much baseball as they can is like, well all these games are at the same time. Which yeah. says to me ba- the the TV networks were like um you just that's fine. Just get it over with. Yeah. I mean, we've,
1: this got, is why never, we've got football.
0: They'll... We've got football to worry about. Just get this stuff over. By the time we get to the World Series, that's fine. Space it back out again. But let's just get. Let's cut some of this crap out. Which makes me wonder how valuable is are any of the extra playoff games if they basically said. I mean, to the point where ESPN basically said uh, we can't fit all these on, so um, we'll throw a couple on ABC which is like oh that's cool real tv now nobody cares other than bob costas nobody gives a shit if it's over the air or on cable but um that actually was like my first hint when all of a sudden espn started doing their playoff promos and they had the abc logo at the bottom and i was like well why are they gonna put why are they putting games on abc and then it comes out said oh we're just gonna (laughs) we're just gonna play straight through and we need every possible channel so that you can kind of watch some of these
1: I know it's not that big a
0: deal because not every game is going to be close, and now you're not going to be stuck sitting through one. You're like, ooh, this one's good. I can watch this. It's just – it's weird to me that –
1: Yeah, and that's why they'll never go to this permanently. And people are like, oh, well, you know, they don't need the travel days because everyone's in the same place. (laughs) It was never about the travel days. No, it was about – The off days in baseball playoffs are to stagger it, so there's never more than two games. There's like one – there's two days – Every year, where there's all four games, yep. right? And that's if yep. if each series gets to four or more games, right?
0: Yeah, if travel sweepers, days. Not. Travel days were for TV. Once they travel days, Once baseball teams learned how to get on a plane,
1: yeah,
0: you didn't need them anymore. These but guys have, are them.
1: used. These guys are used to playing one day, flying, playing the next day. That's not a problem for them. Um, so now they don't have that. Yeah, it is clear that the 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 playoff games are almost a burden on these tv networks. Like well, we signed on to do these, so here. Yeah. But let's get through them. It so certainly
0: feels that way given that they. Yeah. And it was kind of an afterthought. Oh, by the way, there's uh, there's no off days. Wait, what? What's what's going on?
1: I mean, there shouldn't be any off days in these stupid three-game No, opener. and that was
0: always the plan. Was that you yeah. play those three in a row. Um Although I thought that they were going to by staggering when they start. That's that would have been how you could have spread the T V inventory around a little bit. But they're gonna start American League one day, National League the next, so that's the day when everybody's gonna play is day yeah. two and day three, I guess. Oh, well no But you can you Because can if build anything that is still alive one... by day, by day three some teams are gonna be done.
1: They're gonna right. all they be like,
0: I can't believe we had to quarantine for a week So we could go home in two days.
1: It's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. You can they're gonna bill that one day as baseball's yes, March Madness, of course. Baseballs they are. Um which is fine. Um but I, I, I like the no off days, but I, I I fear with you that yes, they will not walk back these expanded playoffs, and that, that will just it'll just be a different game than the one I grew up with, and it's not one I'm particularly interested in. I didn't have a problem when they expanded to the three divisions in a wild card. I'm like, Well, that makes more sense. I, I get it. On some level. And then they added this stupid coin flip. I was like, hey, you know what? That means there's a reward for winning the division. And that, that's good. I feel like there should be a reward for winning the division. And there is now. But this, this will be, this will be a mess. Yeah. My guess is uh, that
0: they go, there's 16 playoff teams this year. My guess is that they they go to 14 and act like that was a huge sacrifice. That's the give back. Yes.
1: Which
0: um, didn't need. There aren't. There, or how player, often? How often did a really good team the last few years miss the playoffs? Never. Right. So it's like, oh, you know, if they made, if oh, it's too bad. They almost made it. They would have won the World Series. I don't think anybody ever thinks anybody outside of the eight that I get in right. are ten, you know, ten. now. Right. Ten. It's even worse. Yeah. Right. Because the two, because the well, the two to play the one day, and we can argue yeah. again about whether the. Um, 2018 Cubs were really in the playoffs or not.
1: It doesn't feel like it, that's for sure. No.
0: Well, the game lasted long enough that it felt like... (laughs) It went on for hours, so it felt like they'd been in the
1: playoffs. Um, Best thing about
0: the playoff format right now is that if the playoffs started today, and of course, if they did, it would be a big surprise because it's two weeks (laughs) early, the Cardinals would not be in them. Well, and... The San Francisco Giants,
1: <laughs> Giants would, would be. be the
0: eighth seed. Going well, they up.
1: also tried to sell this. Some people tried to say, "Hey, look, Mike Trout will finally get to play playoff <laughs> games." Uh, hang on a sec. No, he won't. I'm telling you, my Chris Bryant for Mike Trout deal. It, 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 it could happen. Hey, they're it could only totally happen. the
0: Angels are only five and a half games out of the last playoff spot.
1: <laughs> With ten, stranger
0: to go. things have happened. Actually, no, uh, and they're winning right now. So they're about to cut a ha- a half game off. That oh, here they come! Here comes Joe Madden's Angels.
1: Here comes Joe Madden's Angels. He always um, gets them hot at the end. I mean, I here's the scenario I, I think will happen is that we will go back to the ten teams next year. But that's the last year of the CBA, correct? Yes. The expanded playoffs will be part of whatever horrible negotiations they have because those negotiations are going to be they're going to be ugly nuclear winner, and so the owners will be like, well, we want this, and the players say they don't. Well, then they're going to have to give up something they're not going to want to give up, and they'll probably begrudgingly give in to 12 or 14 playoff teams because the owners are like, well, if if, if we give up this, then you have to give up, like, guaranteed contracts mm-hmm. or, some, or
0: some shit like that. Yeah, the owners are going to sell it based on, okay, we can only give in to your... We can only budge on your demands if we get the extra money from playoffs, and they're going right. to sell it to the players that way, and the players are going to buy it. Yep, they just are. So there's going to be it's extra not so much they're going to
1: buy it; they just they're going to realize there's no way around it. Right, it's
0: going to be the only way they can get closer to the number they want, so they're going to
1: take yep. it. But yeah, and then they're going to realize
0: later, just like they didn't realize what they didn't think the luxury tax was a big deal, and then they found out that it was. Yeah. They're not going to think the expanded playoffs are a big deal, and then they're going to find out that it is. Because that it it's is. going to disincentivize teams loading up on free agents because it's like, I think we're probably good enough to be yeah. in it late anyway. We don't need to pay for these guys.
1: Right. I can get to the trade deadline at 500 or even within hailing distance of 500 with the team I have now. Then if I really have to make a move, I'll do it then.
0: Yeah. I really hope they have um it moves the trade deadline back. Because that whole idea, when they went to July thirty first, but had no waiver trade anymore, it's like just split it. I thought for sure they were going to split the difference and go to August fifteenth,
1: right? <laughs> they couldn't figure that one out. No, huh? <laughs> like, um, yeah, I, I, it's. I mean, I, I really fear. I really fear that's what's going to happen, and it just would truly alter how I see the game, and how I how I'm a fan because what, what would be the point of investing a summer's worth of emotion and time and money into following your team when a, you're probably gonna have a playoff spot locked up by Memorial day. Like if you, if the Cubs in a normal season with 16 playoff teams started 13 and three, you have a playoff spot locked up. Like it would be hard to be so bad for the rest of the season if you're capable of going 13 and 3 to miss the playoffs like you need one good month you need one month where you go 21 and 9 or 21 and 8 and then you're in I mean, well, you're essentially in
0: i'm sure we go back on this we do when they were like 10 and 2 this year yeah they were in they were in they were going to make the playoffs cuz they only needed to win at the most 20 more games um and they're actually going to win a little more than that and they were going to be fine. Well, you just, you know, take that out over, you know, add three more months to the schedule. It's like, all right, well, you know, once you get to, you know, if, if you're in decent shape after, what was the old Don Zimmer? I was like to go to baseball wisdom with Don Zimmer. Don Zimmer always said that after 40 games, if you were 500 or better, you were probably going to be a contender. Yeah. You know, you hadn't, you hadn't shot yourself in the foot so much that you were going to fall out of it. And we might be basically, you might be able to tell after 40 games if you think you're just... Like shit, we're going to be in the playoffs. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, we didn't we didn't we don't have this huge mountain decline. Right. We didn't well, the, shoot we didn't kill ourselves. We we're, we're going to make it.
1: That's, well, this is another this is another sheen thing. if they do this, I I would I would agree with them on this. Like if the playoffs are all that matter, if that's all that matters now, then why are we playing 162 games? Yes. That's exactly right. Like why why not Short. play just 140 and then we'll as you say, we'll make it all playoffs. Yeah, sure. We'll 140 season and,
0: and shorten the season and like you said make the series longer. And then yeah. then you'd feel like even with the shorter season, well, I'll bet you the best team probably won. Yeah, cuz they had to
1: get through this. Not But I wouldn't I wouldn't say, "Oh, if they do that, I'll be okay with it." I'm not, I'm still not going to be okay with it. But like if that's if that's all that matters, then make it all that matters. But the owners are going to say, "Well, we need the extra money for the playoffs, but we can't lose the 20 the 10 home dates we would cut out or it's 11 home dates we would cut out by going to one of, we need we need those two. you know if they're going
0: if if they're going to go through all this extreme makeover home edition of baseball <laughs> one thing i want them to change is i want them to be the first sport to figure out it's stupid to give the mvp after the end of the regular season
1: yeah
0: let's give it after the playoffs and i think we can all have enough critical thinking to to factor in wow, this guy had a great season, and he really put it over the top in the playoffs. That guy should be the most valuable player. Right. This whole idea that, well, it's not fair, they're going to get extra games. It's like, well, yeah, we're, you know, we can probably, our little feeble minds can probably factor that in. And, yes, there might be a guy whose team doesn't make the playoffs that had such a great season that even after the playoffs, like, no, he's still the best
1: player. He's still the best, well, Mike Trout. Like, still yeah, the best he would player, still be right? winning
0: MVPs even with not going to the playoffs. Yeah, right. But there would be some years where two guys might be close and it would be nice to see one of them just tears it up in the playoffs. Give that guy the trophy. Instead yeah. of at the end going, Well yeah, he won the MVP, but remember how awesome the other dude was in the playoffs? Like, well then it's stupid that you handed out your stupid award. and they don't give they don't actually give the award out until after the playoffs anyway. Right. Which makes it even more like, Oh,
1: that guy was M V P Yeah. They take up; they take the voting and then they don't tell you. Yeah, they just sit on it
0: and you no. Know, everybody quiet. Don't let anybody know. We don't want to, because we're gonna have this. We're gonna have this little secret press conference. And you know, we're gonna drag the poor guy back. He's been home for a month. And we're gonna make him fly back to you know right. to get his trophy. He's like well, stand behind be right. home plate. Thanks a lot. Just give me the check that I got yep. for my contract incentive. That's all I really.
1: Okay, need. Just mail it to me. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's my rant.
0: So the Cubs are, they have three more series left.
1: Playing mm-hmm. so um, four with the Pirates, and aren't we all excited for that?
0: Yes. Pirates are f- frolicking with the Cardinals for a few days here. Um, so yeah, they play three with the Twins, and they get four with the Pirates. Then they finish up with the White Sox in a series that everyone, it was funny, we laughed about it at the time. Oh, that's going to be a huge series.
1: No, no, it's not. I never thought it was going to be a huge no, n-
0: None of us did. I mean, you're literally <laughs> – you are going to get a lot of Rex brothers.
1: Yeah. Whether you want it or not. Yeah.
0: And then uh, – I
1: I, I I also want to put this addendum to the – If even if they expand the playoffs, the Minnesota Twins should be banned from making any playoff field ever. And they're doing it again. They had this big series with Chicago these past four days, as big as these series are because it doesn't really matter if you win the division or not. No. And they essentially laid an egg. Because if it's an important game, if it's a game that means anything more than your normal regular season game in May, the Twins are going to lose. That's what they do. And it's it's like generational now because it's it's like three different eras of Twins teams have done this. Yep. Where they show up to the playoffs, they get their ass kicked, and they go home. So why do we keep giving them a playoff spot? Them and the New Orleans Saints <laughs> and... Uh, who else? Can, the Houston Rockets. Let's ban them all. For, you can't make the playoffs. I'm sorry. You can't until you prove why you should. Like you can't. You can't be in here. We're just going to give your spot away.
0: Well, you could limit it just to the state of Minnesota.
1: Yeah, you could. Yeah,
0: just say all right. You know, you with your four teams. Why bother?
1: <laughs> what are you doing? here? Play out
0: the regular season. Wave goodbye to the fans. Go home because <laughs> you're just prolonging the inevitable. Anyway. You're wasting our time.
1: No, and, and Rich Hill's going to show up here tomorrow. Yeah, oh, so excited to see. And he's going to throw like my... six shit out of things. Going to piss me off because I hate Rich Hill.
0: He's one of my he's he's one of my most most loathed Cubs of all time. I hated I, I hated him, and I still hate him. He <laughs> has a very punchable face, and I would really I like to I, do I, it.
1: see. I liked him his rookie year, and then he gets shelled in Game Three, and I, my, everyone who follows me knows the story, but. He gets shelled in game three. And after the game, they ask him, why did you throw Chris Young a fastball when Chris Young can't hit a breaking yep. ball to save his life? Why did you throw this guy who is already homered twice in the series on fastballs another fastball? And Rich Hill literally went, oh, no. Yep. And so then he goes, his career goes to hell and whatever, and he's had some personal tragedy, which I don't want to make light of. He comes back with the Dodgers, or comes back with the A's, actually. And now everything's so intense. Look at how much this means to me. Do you see how hard I'm working? It means so much to me. I'm screaming and I'm swearing and I'm throwing things. Oh my God, it means so much bullshit. That is all for show. I don't believe you for a second. You are just, it is performative. Get out of here. You belong with the Twins. Because every time you'd show up in the playoffs with the Dodgers, throw four innings of like wonky baseball and then throw things around because Dave Roberts told him he was done. Because it means so much to him. Look at how much it means to me. Oh, my God, this means so much. How can you yeah. take this away from
0: me? He's one of those guys he's, who... He's
1: Bruce Springsteen <laughs> of starting pitchers. Don't you see how much this means to me? Yeah, well,
0: he's one of those guys who only throws the fit after he's been taken out. Right. Because he doesn't really want to stay in. He just wants everybody no. to think he wanted to stay in. Because he's not going right. to argue on the mound to stay in. He's gonna He's going to hand the ball over and then go throw his tantrum. Right. Relieved that it's over. But go like, cup oh god damn, I really wanted to stay. In. I can't believe they took the ball out of my hands.
1: He's forty five. Go away. Yeah. Go away.
0: I mean he's basically like Dave Roberts is coming out to chat and he's tossing him the ball.
1: Right. right. And then
0: going, I can't believe he took me out. And Roberts is like, right. eh, he he basically met me before I could get to the mound. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even have any, he, I didn't even have anybody warming
1: up. He tossed me the baseball as soon as I crossed <laughs> the baseline. <laughs> So I didn't know what else to do. Yes.
0: It's the hold me back, hold me back. Right. He's fake, the whole yeah, fake guy he's fighting.
1: The whole, he's the Sean Rodriguez of pitching. Yes. Yeah. Now oh, that's perfect. So, you know, if the Cubs can shell him tomorrow, I'll consider this season a success. <laughs> I won't need anything else from this season other than a Rich Hill beat down.
0: So, do we know yeah, so, so we already so they're, know they're not going to do, which makes sense. You can't have you can't play baseball in a pandemic and then let guys dump Champagne and beer all over each other. That's that. That's not a great visual.
1: Why? Wow, it's basically sanitizer.
0: Yeah, maybe, that's, maybe that's what they should do. They should actually dump <laughs> hand sanitizer all over each other. Um, I I can't imagine though they're not going to be handing out the shirts because people will, you know, some people will buy those. It's like really. That's why I never cared if the Cubs won the division or not because what does it possibly matter? You know, this is not, like, this is not a real division championship.
1: Right. The only thing about, the only thing I'm glad they won, or will win the division, is that the Cardinals won't. That's I don't right. want to yes. hear I don't like, about... I
0: don't like any of the other four teams. Yes, I don't like the gutty, oh my god, you, look at all we overcame. You right. self-inflicted it, and then you overcame <laughs> it. You caused a, basically, you caused a natural disaster. You burned down, you know, it's like, it's like... It's like having a gender reveal party and burning down the entire west coast of the country, and at the end you put the last embers of the fire out and go, "Look, we did it." Right. <laughs> it's like no, you know, nobody yeah, told I you just... to go to the casino and lick the doorknob. <laughs> so the fact you had to play a million games in twelve days—that's tough shit.
1: That's, that's on you. Yeah, um, I don't want to hear. Yeah, but I don't want to hear anyone else like, "Well, here, you know, here." Order's been restored. The C- Cubs had their, like, three years, and now the Cardinals are loading over again. That's the only reason I'm glad they're going to win the division. It's like, even in this stupid season, it's like, no, the Cardinals are not that well run. They're not, They're not, you know, the model of baseball anymore. Neither are the Cubs. So that's the only reason. Other than that, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I just don't care. I mean, I guess it's good that the Cubs will play at home because Kyle Hendricks is better at home, and they'll need him to have a good start. Although if you're really strategizing this, you would split, you would put a game between Hendricks and Darvish so that if you do win in two, one of them starts game one. I don't think they're going to do that because, as we know, the Cubs and their pitching, they're not all that forward thinking. Um, but that's like the only thing I can oh, yeah, no home advantage, whatever. But for some reason, and I don't know, and I guess in late September, it's even more going to be of a pitcher's park. Hendricks is better at home, so we're more likely to get a good start from Hendricks at home, so fine. Let's. We'll take that. Darvish doesn't care. You doesn't care. He'll throw wherever. But well, are they?
0: But they're not even. They're not playing the first three games. They're just going to Texas, right?
1: No, no, no. the 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 first round is in the home park. Okay, so of the that's Irish part League.
0: of. Okay, so that's part of the. Because players have to start quarantining next week. Yes, and they have to like that was the yeah. Ian Happ. We even have to ask permission to go take a walk. Okay, so right. even when you're home, you're not home because when they come back for to open the playoffs, they're in a hotel. They're not right they get to when go they
1: home. even when they come back from Pittsburgh when they play that White Sox series. I think right. they will be in a hotel. That's what they said. Yeah, a,
0: a, that, um, that's what got me confused because I thought all right, yeah. that starts the quarantine. Then they're off to Texas.
1: No, they're only, they're only the only the division series and the LCS and the World Series are in a bubble. Okay, technically. it's not even a bubble because Manford's like, oh, we might allow fans, but that's not a bubble. The idea of a bubble is that you close off and no one gets in except people who are supposed to be in. I don't
0: know that that he gets much of anything.
1: (laughs) I don't think he does either. Um,
0: So, so, yeah, but you're still, I mean, you're basically... So all this playoff positioning is for two things. One, who your first-round opponent is, and last at-bats. Basically. So basically... If, you know, the, this Cub-White Sox series at the end, the Cubs should... Whoever needs a rest gets a rest. There's nothing worth playing for. If, if somebody's got a nagging injury, and this is not a franchise that likes to do that, let the guy actually sit for a couple of days. Because it's it it just doesn't make that big a difference.
1: Right. So the Cubs are the two or the three seed. They are one game above the Braves, another team that should probably be banned from the playoffs forever. Well, the
0: Cubs will have... They will have the tiebreaker over the Braves. So all they have to do is tie them.
1: What is the tiebreaker?
0: It's your the- interdivisional record. Oh, good which Lord. makes no sense. It's another one say. This whole season is is whack. Like we really have no idea. As good as the White Sox might be, we have no idea because all they've, it just like we don't know how good the Cubs are, they've only played the Central. And the Central is not good. <laughs> The National League Central, especially, was bad, and so yeah. and and we don't know. I mean, it's assuming that the you have to assume the Twins are good to even think that that the Sox have proven anything against anybody yet. Um, it could very well be that the teams out west are actually, you know, have proven much more because you know there's better teams there. We just don't know that.
1: But I mean, then to, the have the first, really... to have
0: the first to have the first tiebreaker be something that. The teams can't control at all.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, okay, well, great. So they not only they get a reward by playing, uh, you know, against two shitty divisions, which gave them their regular season record, that's what you're going to use for first tiebreaker, that they did better against the shitty teams in their division than we did against the good teams in ours. It doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> I mean, the Cubs could play, like, one of eight teams right now. Like, like the only one cut off from the eight seed is the Padres. They are the four seed. That is that. Done and done. Yep. And they may, they, they still have an outside shot of catching the Dodgers, but they won't. Right,
0: because all the Dodgers, like, have, the Dodgers have clinched a playoff spot. They haven't clinched the division
1: yet. From the Marlins in 5th to the, Jesus, to the Rockies in 10th or 11th, you know, it's only four games.
0: Yeah, nothing, nothing really has been decided. And even in the National League, then, we don't know who, the American League, they basically know who the eight teams are. It's just what order. In the yeah. National League, you're right. We don't they don't know, even know. I mean, we know that if we know it's not going to be the Nats, the Diamondbacks, or the Pirates. That's no it. That's all they know. The Mets are pretty much dead.
1: All right. Well, I don't want the Cardinals walking in here for a three-game series. I'm sorry. Like that's, I don't want that. I'd rather not be the Brewers. Right. Don't you don't mean, anything
0: the the that. other thing, just for the, just for the angst of, but also that's the only teams they've played this year. <laughs> Right. Can't they play somebody else? That should actually somebody be that else. should actually be part of the rule is all right, in the first round you can't play a division opponent because that's all your fucking fans have seen you play. Right. You have to get somebody else. But they didn't.
1: Uh, what a yeah. stupid, stupid cuz still year. Their, their most it's
0: likely their most likely opponents are right now are the Reds, the Phillies and Given that it's the Giants, probably the Cardinals or Brewers. So three out of the four are freaking teams they've already played ten times. Oh, fun!
1: Right, right. And The Giants have to play the A's a couple of times, which is not even without Chapman. That's not where you want to be. Right. And the Giants aren't any good. That's the exactly. Giants aren't any good. Which is why right I here. want to see them rolling in here for three. Um, okay, what a stupid year. Stupid sport. And the thing is, we might have to do this all again next year. There's no guarantee they're going to get a 2021 season off the ground on March 27th with a little smoothly. No. Like, there's no guarantee of that.
0: I would take the – I don't know what the Vegas over-under is, but it, it, <laughs> I'm certainly not taking over 161 for games played. There's no way.
1: <laughs> I don't know
0: that I would take over 120.
1: Right. I mean, there's just – we have no I mean, idea. It's
0: going to be a longer season,
1: but we don't know how much longer. So We have no idea.
0: All right, well, we can beat this all around again next week when we'll beat... It's funny, yeah. we'll only have probably a little bit better idea of who they're <laughs> no. going to play. In Maybe. fact, we might not. It might be, we might be sitting here looking at the exact same thing, going, oh, it still might be one of six teams.
1: I want them to win the series against the Twins, and then I will feel better about just not watching the Pirates. Series. I can't watch the Pirates anymore. I just can't do it. No.
0: Yeah, they're bad, uh, and it always rains there.
1: It's a lovely park. It's actually a lovely fan base who have been screwed over. That park must be
0: awfully clean because it's never dry. <laughs> it's like Chase Utley's hair. It right. It's like Chase Utley's hair of ballparks.
1: I just can't. I can't watch more Pirates baseball. I just can't do it. And if the Cubs come out of this with a 32-21 and 21 record, I'm like, all right. That's how I knew it because – I'm almost certainly going to avoid the whole Cubs-White Sox relationship because people will want to make a big deal of it, and it won't matter.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter for either team.
1: Right. It's not so. going to matter for either team. Uh, so let's just be done with it. I mean, whatever this is going to be, it's going to be This is so stupid. Like, who's going to care? Like, football's already started, and you're going to be running your playoffs stuff against, like, the NBA Finals. It's like, okay, go ahead. All right, that's enough of this. we
0: wasted this much time on the season. I'm going to just waste it to the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess you might as well in for a penny, in for a pound, right?
0: Yeah. All right, well, thanks, Andy. Andy. Thank you for having me. Yep, talk to you next week.
1: Indeed.